You're listening to The Broker's Terminal, a Mass Effect podcast. On this episode of The Broker's Terminal, Season 2, Episode 2, we celebrate Commander Shepard and their birthday, April 11th. Thanks for listening. This is The Broker's Terminal, a Mass Effect podcast. Hello. Hello. It has, I know. (laughs) <laughs> like a throwback to another dimension here i know what, what, what is time it doesn't exist we're just in a for those of uh our listeners who are crit roll fans uh time is a weird soup um and if you know you know and if you don't you don't um <laughs> yeah so at lexi yeah first of all i haven't really talked to you in a while like with my voice anyway but i know for those of you listening right now this is real like this is real, real passion. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, hello. Thank you for listening to The Broker's Terminal. We are um, planning on continuing to have episodes uh, to, to give you guys. But for right now, um, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we have been on a small hiatus for really good reasons. I'm going to let mm-hmm. Lexi share her reason first Uh, (laughs) i'll share my reason and then we're going to jump into this um themed special episode of the broker's terminal uh in honor of today's date which i'll get into in a second but lexi Mm -hmm. tell us about your life uh well lots of changes here are happening so my uh my grandparents we sold our farm um back in the winter and uh, we're now in the process of uh, moving we've dispersed uh 95 98 percent of the animals here i just have a donkey and a bull uh left but the bull is going uh this week coming and the donkey will go uh to the people who are buying the trailer um but yeah basically uh we sold uh the farm they're moving to a house with about two acres of land uh so granddad can still has still have his uh birds but um you know, so busy here getting things uh, tidied and packed and we're getting a month between uh, our closing or the closing date on the house and the closing date of the farm. So we're just going to be hauling small stuff and then the movers are officially coming uh, on about the 12th of May. But in the meantime, also, uh, I accepted an offer uh, to Dalhousie University out on the East Coast for my PhD program. So uh, I'm only going to be living at this new house for three months, and then I'm moving halfway across the country, uh, which uh, costs a lot more than you think. Trying to rent a U-Haul, I think, is a lesbian. They should give me a discount, but, you know, um, I don't think that's going to fly if I try to bring that up. But, uh, yeah, so my best friend is going to move me uh, across the country, and uh, hopefully I get the apartment that I just applied for the other day. So fingers crossed. Um but yeah, more or less big life changes, but uh, I'm very excited. So that's that's so dope. Um, I know yeah. behind the scenes, those of you know, Lexi and I are, are close friends and um, I've been a little distracted. I'll explain why in a minute, but you know, I've been keeping, <laughs> Just up, a little. keeping up with Lexi and her pursuits and I'm very proud of you and mm. um, you uh, well deserved getting into your into your program and you're going to change all of the agricultural lives. Um, I sure hope so. (laughs) That's great. Um, My husband already suggested we ask you about cow stomachs, so we're already changing (laughs) our life. Um, Yeah, so on my end, uh, I had a baby. Uh, We'll just start with that. 
um, the, the first uh, few months of 2022 here, um, I'll fully admit to you guys, I was in my last trimester of my pregnancy and sitting down to record did not feel like something I wanted to do. So that's where some of that content has been. And we appreciate your patience um, with that content being created. Uh, but on March 17th, I welcomed my son uh, into the world um, after a very interesting um, adventure. Uh, he was due the 27th. Came, oh, no, he's crying. He came the the, tw the 17th. Um, uh, long story short, I went in for a normal doctor's appointment. They didn't like my blood pressure. They sent me to the hospital, and I was close enough to the end of my pregnancy where they were like, nah, we're just going to admit you. you're going to have a baby today. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and then after 20 hours of labor, two hours of pushing, they decided uh, I needed a C-section. And so uh, I had a C-section. He would not come out. Um, he like even with the C-section was just like, no, nah, I'm I'm snug as a as a bug in here. I said snug as a rug, snug as a bug, something that rhymes. Yeah, and something like that. He they finally came out, and my number one concern while laying there open on the table was if I could have some water. So my priorities were <laughs> real straight in that situation. Um, but yes, he's here. Oh he's healthy. I have a camera up of him right now. Uh, I think he's actually sleeping. Oh, <laughs> but he's making noise. I can see. Oh, he's gonna be face. a sleep talker. Yeah. Like me. Like like his mother. Um but yes, his name is Finn. He is very, very cute. Oh yeah. He's gaining Super weight cute. like a champion. Um he has his father's eyes and nose, but he's got his mama's cheeks and really that's all that matters. So Right. Exactly. Um cool. I look forward to him growing into the clothes that Lexi bought him because I want oh, that plaid I can't on wait. that boy. So I can't wait. Yeah. He's I think I got though. you, I think they were like, what, three to five months, and then like one was like five to seven months, I think, I think the onesies? So. Yeah. Yeah, um, something like small, that. so he's going to get to yeah. probably wear those for a long time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's where we've been, and I, now, of course, I'm acclimating to being a new parent, which is wild and scary and amazing. <laughs> Exhausting. Yep, and so, <laughs> but we are here um, with this special episode mm -hmm. of Worker's Terminal. You know what I didn't do or plan for? Uh, is um, like, oh, what do we call it? Two minute defense. So we will not be doing that yeah, today because no. I didn't plan for it. Um, but what we are going to do today is we are going to celebrate uh, the one and only Commander Shepard because on release of this episode, it is Commander Shepard's birthday, which is mm -hmm. April 11th. Am Should I right? be a national holiday. Yes. Okay. April 11th. Yeah, cool. Um, it is April 11th. Uh, and it is April 11th, 2022. So Shepard is not um, alive yet, but we, yet. Uh, Shepard is alive in our hearts. So for those of you listening, um, raise your glass, you know, whether it's water or alcohol or coffee or whatever you like to drink formula, um, for, uh, Commander Shepard because it is their birthday. Um, and we'll segue right into... Um, Lexi actually came up with the notes today because she's the best. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I almost called you Shepard. I'm going to do it. Shepard? Uh, All right. Alice, uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, what makes Shepard a great protagonist? You know, I think the thing is with Shepard, I mean, realistically, like, it didn't really hit me until now getting upon uh, the age that they would have been in the first Mass Effect that just how accomplished Shepard is as a human being as you know they do have the sort of protagonist armor and, and everything that they've gone through so much and survived so much that the average normal person wouldn't but I think they just have this sort of 
energy about them that no matter the background, I mean, whether they were born in space with, you know, uh, Hannah Shepard, uh, Admiral Hannah Shepard as their mom, um, born out in the colonies, surviving the tragedy there of the Batarian um, raiders, or on Earth as an orphan, um, you know, running in a gang. Like, I think they just come from such a diverse background and their, their military experience that they still, um, what's the word, uh, persevere. They persevere through all these things, you know, they, they, they die and they come back to life through Cerberus, but they still persevere. You know, a lot of people would wake up on the, t on that table and go, what the fuck? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that, if that happened to me and I, I don't know if I could actually function, put on armor and get my gun and try to get out of that station. I think I would just be, you know, uh, not certain what to do after that. Um, but I think they, overall, I think what makes Shepard this protagonist is not so much the relatable content that we get with Ryder being young and inexperienced and thrown into a situation that most of us would react the same way. I think with Shepard, they're sort of the, as Miranda puts it, a bloody icon. They're, they are a prominent leader. They persevere. Uh, they push through the impossible. And, you know, we spend three games. This is the other thing. We spend three games playing as them, bonding with them, creating headcanons, whether, um, you know, uh, whether it's your own take on the commander or, you know, <laughs> along with the sort of fan and shepherd, you know, the bad driving, bad dancing Garrus Mansert. I mean, did I say that out loud? Um, but, uh, you know, whatever your take, you you build up the character in your head, right? And so you bought, you, everyone has their shepherd. Now, again, like I said, whether it takes on a lot of the similarities from many other people or it's your own headcanon within the universe, I think... <laughs> we bond ourselves to this character and this is why people are having, we've had our ending debates and I'm not going to go into that this episode because that, you know, we've done episodes. Um, but I think people are, are very much bonded to this character because we spend, you know, anywhere from bare minimum of 40, 50 hours across three games to multiple hundreds of hours, depending on how many side quests you do or how many playthroughs you do with that specific shepherd or multiple shepherds, whatever. We're spending so much time with this protagonist that they leave an impact. Um, now, I will say personally for me, I think one part of it too is Jennifer Hale. I play as Femshep 90% of the time. Um, and I think Jennifer Hale just really seals the deal. She has a specific shepherd voice. She drops her voice a couple octaves and the tone. And it just... In some of the more emotional moments, we really see her shine, and I think that just also seals it. It feels real. She feels real as a real human individual. Um, and I think just overall theme of humanity being the, the council species' youngest sort of race to join uh, the fray, uh, we're growing with humanity as they become more prominent and have to deal um, all kinds of adversity to you know this unfathomable, impossible enemy. You know, and I think that kind of brings it all together and at the ultimate end of the journey, it's it's hard, you know. I think pretty near, I, I would say probably most, if not all, Mass Effect players when they first played the ending for the first time where, you know, we had to say goodbye as far as we know. I cried. <laughs> I bawled like a baby, you know. Um, and so I think Shepard just is someone that's so prominent and in such an important game series for people that they just um, are important to us.
Yeah, you know, I don't really know if I can say that much better. Uh, it just, I think in my opinion, just to distill what you said down without being redundant, um, I think for me, just like the the ability to customize a character that has already has a story, mm-hmm. um, that was probably one of the first times I was really able to do that. Like I'm trying to think of my quote, big kid, unquote, gaming experience like the first big kid game i played was skyrim mm-hmm. um and then i played i don't remember which one came first either dishonored or tomb raider and then i played mass effect and in skyrim you're not already a hero you know you're, you you become the Do- dovakin yeah. you like it happens to you but in mass effect you like take on as you said the role of this like hero already but you still get to personalize it and so for me, what makes Shepard a great protagonist is just, like you said, the ability to relate this dope individual, whether they're Renegade or, Paragade, or Paragon or not, um, to yourself, if you choose. And most people probably do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes Shep great, is that it's a reflection of the player. Probably, in, for most people, the first time around, the best, the best parts of that, of that person playing. For sure. So I really like that. Um, and your answer was great. So I'm not going to like harp <laughs> on it. Um, but I think too, some of the things that we've talked about uh, in terms of just romances and family building um, in our episode with Emily, we talked a lot about found family and mm-hmm. I think that all adds into it. You get to experience these like really heartwarming things with this character who really is you, even though they're not. So mm-hmm. I think, I think that's what really makes, makes Shep great. Um, and makes Shep worthy of a of a birthday celebration. Um, and you know, not to mention getting to romance uh, some great looking aliens. You know, love of my life, love of humans, my life. Uh, that are on the crew that are of my heart. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it's, I think just overall with having the great game and having such a strong protagonist is is two parts to the puzzle that fit together um, that makes that experience and that protagonist and that character something worthwhile, something that we celebrate. You know, we have N7 Day, Shepard's birthday is, you know, known by almost all of the fandom um, and, uh, you know, sort of celebrating that hero that I think we all want to uh, aspire to be. Absolutely. Give or take a few uh, renegade choices, probably. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, those of us who do play Renegade, like, I've done a full Renegade playthrough, it's hard. There's some decisions that I'm like, oh my god, you know. Um, but I, I, I think Jennifer Hale actually said it. She said Renegade, there's sometimes when Renegade Shepard does something, she's like, I wish I could do that in real life, you know. I think um, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. That, uh, so, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you wish you could punch your coworker in the face, but you can't. No. <laughs> I've, Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I think that when it comes to Shepard, and we've talked about this a little bit, so we don't have mm-hmm. to, like, beat the horse, but mm. speaking of punching your coworkers, in your case, a horse may be your coworker, but you, <laughs> but you probably wouldn't punch a horse in the face. No. You'd, put, you'd punch a person before a horse. Uh, it depends. If the horse kicked me and I needed it to back off, okay. then okay. True. Like, hey, don't, don't that's, trample me, please. That's true of a person, though. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Yeah. Um, Self-defense. Yes, so, but I think the thing on a lot of people's minds yeah, right now, is will Shepard be back? 
I know we've talked about it, so let's try mm-hmm. and answer mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that's not rehashing what we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Maybe how about we reframe it as if Shepard comes back, how do you want to see Shepard in the new game? <sighs> well, my idea is if they do have a, a Shepard Easter egg, because obviously they, they asked Jen Hale at the BAFTAs there um, about, you know, if, if they want her to come back. And she's like, well, if you guys want her back, it's all on you. Um, but I think what would be great, just as a, you know, a little uh, shout out to those of us who love the original trilogy is, you know, the Shepard VI that we meet in uh, third game. And it's like it says like a bunch of corny alliance stuff. Yes. I think that would be hilarious if wherever our new crew and protag are uh, in the universe and they come across it and it comes up and it's just your custom shepherd. Like at the beginning of the game or whatever, uh, similar to Dragon Age Inquisition, uh, where you put in your, uh, you make your own hawk again in DAI, um, you know, where you just put in your shepherd's base code, right? And or, or alternatively, it loads your save, it, it looks at your last Mass Effect save and has your face code. And it's your shepherd on the VI. I think just having that as a little a little treat, yeah, you know, a little a little shout out as an Easter egg, that would be ideal. I don't want, as I've said before, I don't want Shepard to come back. I think Shepard needs a, a rest. Uh, their story is done. But if they have to come back in that capacity, I would uh, just a little Easter egg or or flashbacks or yes. you know um, because undoubtedly as we've said we know liar is going to be involved somehow so whether you had a romance or not just some sort of flashbacks in the new gen game because i loved i i mean the legendary edition was great but i would love to see our shepherds in whatever next uh engine they're going to use i think unreal they said i think unreal yeah so like that would be cool but as for an actual player character no no yeah yeah and um you know, since we recorded the Let Shep Rest episode, um, I, I've I've seen some different theories um, from the corners of the internet that that you and I both uh, inhabit. And mm. aside from the VI, which I really like, and what the mm-hmm. VI reminds me of, I realize that um, based on what I think is going to happen with Andromeda and the original trilogy coming together, Liara will no longer just be a voice in a recording. Um, but I, it reminds me, the VI reminds me, excuse me, the VI idea reminds me of in Andromeda when you just like hear Liara mm-hmm. and the feedback from the community was like, oh, oh boy. Like this, the, this is enough of a callback to the original games where I feel a connection. Yeah. And, but it wasn't like, Liara wasn't like shoved down our throats. I know that might mm-hmm. be a thing some people want, but um, <laughs> that's, that's not um, the case in Andromeda thus far. So I'm with you on the VI thing. The only other one, and you you would not want this, the only other one I'm okay with is if if it won out and they brought Shepard back, the only thing, I do not want to play a Shepard anymore. I want Shepard mm-hmm. to just chill. Um, I would be okay with Shepard in some sort of like a mentor, NPC, mm. kind of like an Anderson role, except Anderson... Mm you know, died painfully, but maybe Shepard wouldn't have to endure that. But if, if Shepard had to come back because of poor writing, I'm sorry, then, um, <laughs> fine. Be a mentor, be someone who we can't play as, play as or yeah. even like not a squad mate. Yeah. Like a Josephine. Yeah. And I mean, theoretically, 
theoretically it, it they would have to can like if you want shepherd as we know them as a standing human being they would have to canonize destroy theoretically uh or they could have reaper shepherd reaper god shepherd uh as a voice you know there they, they could but have synthesis shepherd they could have a, uh, a, a, a pile of ash <laughs> <laughs> and i'm um, saying that as a synth gal so no and i yeah, agree with you, I mean, and that's and, why and i don't synth- want it yeah, and synthesis would be hard because they literally become a yeah. They, they literally, if there's anybody who's not d- done synthesis, which I know can be difficult to acquire if you don't do the mm-hmm. do things in full, um, yeah, d- Shepherd disintegrates in your face. It's really sad. Um, Gotta I'm, love I, it in 4K. <laughs> I am uh, calling back to the end of May of 2021 when I texted Lexi for like five days straight, just like crying. <laughs> That was before you being were, pregnant. You were distraught. I was yeah, distraught. and that was before you were pregnant. That was too, before so being that pregnant. That doesn't even. I had stopped my correlate. birth control, so maybe true, there was some true. some hormone fluctuation happening. But that was pre-pregnancy. <laughs> um, so yeah. But anyway, um, yes. The only reason I uh, certainly I don't want Shepard to come back at all because then I do think they'd have to can do, mm-hmm. do a canon ending, which I don't want. No. Both because I didn't choose destroy, and two because. Only about a third of players pick destroy. It's not like it's yeah. And as someone who does pick destroy, like I just, I've argued about it um, a you? lot in the. Uh, I know me argumentative. Who would have thought? Um, I've argued it in several servers uh, about the fact that about... at least if we're going to speak logically. It just doesn't seem feasible that even with the little breath that you get at the high EMS uh, destroy ending means that Shepard is going to get pulled out of that rubble and fixed. Right. Uh, medically speaking, so like. I just anyway, I don't think it's possible. But no, I don't think I, so either. I think it's a, a logical conclusion to a trilogy and not to beat it like a dead horse. Um we keep using that metaphor. We should probably pick a different one. I don't uh, it's a horse. I mean, I don't think it's offensive. <laughs> I'm just saying for variety. Running it into the ground. Um, running <laughs> it into the ground. Thank you. There we You're go. Welcome. Yeah. Um you know, but I think we if Shepard's not in the next game, which I think some people might need to accept if that's, you know, the route they go you could still celebrate Shepard. We just got the legendary edition. They clearly know that we love the trilogy, yes. right? So who knows? There could be, you know, the next Mass Effect game. And then a couple years after that, they make a whole ass remaster, like a proper, you know, not, or sorry, not remake. I get those two switch up. Uh, I mean, a, a proper remake where they address, you know, some of the things in the past, like sexuality or uh, certain plot choices or something, you know, you don't know. You don't know. As long as there's fandom and people go willing to spend the money, they're going to make money. They're going to live they're on gonna, that franchise. They're going to do what they can do as long as possible. Look at, um, look at Harry Potter. They're making right? movies about things that aren't even books anymore. They're just right like they're making games even though you know the author is um the author sucks she sucks unfortunately yeah but the franchise itself you know people you know are still uh celebrating it yeah um for the impact it's had um you know so there's lots of ways that when things are that popular and are loved and adored by fans they're going to create because it is ultimately game studios are businesses i mean obviously they care about their art they care about their uh products but they are businesses. They still want to make money. So at the end of the day, if there's still going to be a number of people that are going to pay for it and that pays for the process um, and their employees and everything, if they're going to make money, they're still going to have the potential to do it. Absolutely. And you know, and that's why we see game series that can have just continued, like whether it's like, Street Fighter yeah, or Far Cry, um, Far Cry 
uh, you know, Far Cry just had what Far Cry six, six. and that's plus like all its the like seventh extensions. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know, like I said, Street Fighter. I don't even know what iteration they're on. Soul Calibur, uh, Super Smash, Halo, Borderlands. I mean, yeah, I get it. And you know, it's, it's 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 just us as the fans wanting it to stay alive. It'll stay alive. Exactly. And you know, and, and but it will. <laughs> And we have such a vast universe yes. that there is so much we can do with it in so much time frame. I, you know, I know we talk about Shepard. That was a really high-pitched I. It was. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think that, you know, with this reported Amazon series um, that may or may not be happening, um, oh, yeah. you know, whether they choose to do a Shepard story or not, they have so much room. They have so much room to play with that they could do anything. I, I personally would love to see First Contact War. I think if they cast someone as General Williams and, you know, had baby Anderson and baby Hackett and baby uh, Kaylee Sanders, like, because they were all in that age cohort, right? Mm -hmm. So it'd be great to see sort of these casted, you know, and I know David Keith, or sorry, Keith David, I always get his name. I think it's up. Keith David. This is what happens when you have two first names. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I know he expressed interest, so, you know, whether he does voiceover, but they still have someone cast as a young David Anderson, you know, um, that'd be great to see. Yeah. There's lots of people that could play that role. I, you know, and, and you know, at the end of the day, I, I you know, I, I made, there was that tweet going around, like, what's a cancelable, cancelable Mass Effect take? And I said that, you know, the default shepherds aren't the only shepherds. Right? Like, this is the point of a custom character. You can make Shepard who you want to be. Now, if they do choose to make Shepard, it's not going to suit everybody. But I, I know I'll still end up watching it because I love Mass Effect. Of course. But if they do Shepard, they can do anybody. Yeah. It doesn't have to be someone that looks like default John Shepard. It doesn't have to be someone that looks like default Jane Shepard. Um, and I think it would be, you know, great if they could just cast whoever would be great for the role. Um, I think they should cast you. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I... Mm. Probably mm -hmm. not. You could do like uh, I a don't... Rama. Nobody knows what that is. Now I'm just talking. No. <laughs> Rama is Lexi's D&D character, and I just like, went D &D off My D&D character on based yeah. on uh, Shorei Agdashlu's voice, which I try to emulate, but I can't. I, I just can't. No, I can't it's... get that register. Nobody can. Nobody can. Um, anyway. But yeah. No, anyway, I fully point agree is, with you. I think anybody could play the role of Shepard as long as they're following, you know, what the character is, because that's the that is the beauty of a custom character. Well, and I was going to say, that's a nice way to, to kind of wrap up mm -hmm. the conversation on Shepard by saying that um, Shepard is, is anyone. And, and, and that's, that's what makes Shepard great. Exactly. Is that you get to, we get to pick who Shepard is and what they do and what they accomplish. And even if you do a renegade run through, um, you still save the galaxy, theoretically. In the end. One yeah. way or the other, even if you do no decision, um, there's still an ending. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, happy birthday, Shepard. Uh, cheers to Jennifer Hale and Mark Mir. Um, yes. My Alexi N7 mug. Is showing her N7 <laughs> cheers mug. to that. I don't have one of those. I have a, I have a Liara statue. Um, I could cheers her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you uh, to BioWare. Thank you to uh, Jennifer Hale and Mark Mir and everybody who brought Shepard to us. Because really, I don't think our lives would be quite the same without Shep. No, they would not. So cheers to that. Cheers to that. And I, I think that there's only one way for us 
to properly end this. I'll I'll do it for the both of us unless you'd like to try and time it. I think we could time it. <laughs> all right. Should we count it or are we just gonna go I see you. Are you gonna all right. On like after yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I should, should go. go. If you liked this podcast, please rate, like, and comment on your platform of choice. To show further support, you can follow us on Twitch, Twitter, and subscribe to our channels on YouTube. Everything discussed today will be archived on the Broker's Terminal. After all, all of the Galaxy secrets are at the Shadow Broker's fingertips.